on all things nerdy where we do crazy crap like beatbox and talk about comic books and video games and movies and books and stuffs and things. Listen to us every week as we talk about your favorite nerdy fandoms. <sighs> and hey guys. Gosh, it's loud in here. Yeah, I know. So welcome to a special episode of Comic Talk 616. Uh, we decided to eat at Denny's, so this is six one Comic Talk six one six, Grandson Edition here at Denny's. Oh yeah, uh, I mean it's perfect. Yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, use our special oh, uh, ma- editing ma- magic to ma- edit out the um, restaurant background. I'd like my Grand Slam with uh, bacon and sausage, please. Uh, I'll, I'll pay extra. That's fine. Yeah, and uh, uh, only sausage for mine. He, he it's it's twenty twenty two. You shouldn't give him that kind of a look. Um, do, then, do you uh, have beef sausage? More pancakes. So, uh, do you have gluten-free pancakes? <laughs> Dude, I'm so hungry. Hash browns. But yeah, we're going to go ahead and use our editing magic and uh, silence the, uh, the, um, the, the background noise so we can eat our breakfast in uh, silence here for this Ooh, special wow, episode. That was, that was like magic. Dude, I know. Um, Dude, wow. the ro- here's the thing, guys. If you don't have a road for your podcast, you should get one. Because you could literally be in Denny's, order multiple Grand Slams, vegan, gluten-free, or um, Disney woke, politically correct, if that's how you like your breakfast. And um, how, how do they prepare that? Just, just wondering. So I have no idea, um, but it probably doesn't <laughs> taste very well. I would like the, to mention that vegan Grand Slams sound like the worst thing ever. They sound terrible because the whole point of it is just like, oops, eggs, all meat. It's eggs and meat. Basically. It's like it's like yeah. the first episode of The Boys is really what you're getting. It's eggs, meat, and hash browns, and yeah, I'm pretty sure the hash browns are vegan. Yeah, if you cook them without the grease. Yeah, so like I said, the first so, episode of The Boys. They're not. Um, <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, so as we were saying, if you get the Rode uh, soundboard, you could edit out the background of Denny's. But as um, as this one hardcore band like to quote, uh, "What the f is up, Denny's?" So, anyways, we're gonna go ahead and get straight to it. Um, oh, yeah, as you guys sure. know, I'm Jake, aka Badmouth Jake, aka uh, No Jump Man. No Jump Man, aka Skippy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am Matt, a.k.a. the Chaotic Evil Moon Baron, also the uh, overtaker of the button pushing. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you killed Josh Get wrecked, week. Josh. I did. I, Get wrecked. I have uh, usurped <clears throat> Josh and actually exiled him to another country. Uh, just kidding, Josh. I actually have. Yeah, he's, uh, he's currently been uh, extradited out of the nation of Hydra. Okay. Yeah. Um, Harsh. Yeah, that's yeah. unfortunate, but, you know. So that's what happens when you push the wrong buttons, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Just listen. We we listen. don't we do not mess around as a country. We may only have a five by five plot of land, but we are harsh. Yeah. There's a reason the Taliban hasn't messed with us yet. Very true. Very true. So, anyways, I'm Kyle, the Lord Pope deity of the Church of Evidation, who uh, drinks a monster with his grand slam. <laughs> hey, yeah. that's perfect. That's right. Uh, so, did you guys do anything interesting this week? Anything fun happened? 
Um, yeah, I started watching Lucifer. I'm only like 10 years behind on that. You, you know, <laughs> that's long. okay. I watched it like last year. Nice. Uh, that is a guilty pleasure show for sure. Oh, it's, it's like, great. Because it's, it's like, well, the thing is like, okay, I'm going to admit this because I've watched the whole thing. It's trash TV. It's <laughs> oh, I heard I heard it it's is garbage. 100%. But people like it for some reason. Uh, it's good trash. It's good trash. It's fun. It's like. Like you're you're way. not there for the plot. You're you're there for Lucifer's antics. Kind of like let, yeah. let's. I'm going to admit this. Matter. Literally yeah. doesn't. People are going to hate me for this. It's kind of like regular show. Yeah, like on paper, bit. regular show is absolute hot garbage. But we watched the entire. Yeah, you're series there for from well, like, yeah. You're there for the antics for sure. Yeah, like we him and I watched the entire series in like a week, yeah. like back to back. Like that's basically was our entire lives. Pretty it. great. And uh, nothing is better than ducklings turning into a mechazord fighting a space god evil brother goose goose gooses no in in the last episode they all teamed up right to create the ultimate megazord with pops oh yeah to fight his brother yeah yeah it uh i'll have to watch that that sounds awesome dude you know (laughs) it's so stupid did you see the um any of the might be my next um, binge after what's the thing they did afterwards um the same it's the same creator he did another show about like regular people no like i think it's like I think they're like twenty some twenty or thirty something in the Chicago. It's like regular people, but one of like one of the guy the guy that plays Mordecai, the, is like one is a dad in this, and like during the during like a Halloween thing they dress up, and he dresses up as his character. No way. Thing. Yeah, it's it's a little. Like, That's really a, cool. It's a cartoon. It's like it's really good. Uh, huh. It's pretty good as well. I know. It's a little more. I'd say that one's a little more adult. Right, right. Naturally, I know. Um, Adventure Time that crew they created did a spinoff, and it's some weird like trippy LSD space dude like aesthetic like going around doing like a podcast with people, or oh, it's an nice. actual podcast animated with. Oh yeah, three, like you know what I'm talking that about. That one's weird. I was just like, I watched the first one. You can't watch this unless you do drugs. I feel like doing drugs is a requirement to watch I this. I got really, I'm going to be honest, like halfway through, I was just like, I don't know what I'm watching, but I'm just listening. So like, yeah, like when I need a show that I need, like, I was like, I need some sort of white noise, but I need to watch something to put me to sleep. I put on that show because I'm just like, what, what is it? <laughs> you know? This hurts my brain. Must sleep. Ugh. Yeah, because you, you could tell like some dude ate a bunch of mushrooms or did something and thinks he has like these weird, profound, ethereal thoughts. And you're like, dude, you're sitting in a trash can, so if, eating a, if, like a half-eaten subway sandwich. What are you? What are you talking about? So if Jaden Smith tweeted a tweet into a dimensional void and it got spit out on the other side as a podcast, no, no, I would, would I would just say it's just someone reading off Jaden Smith's uh, tweets. Oh, okay. Just like one after another. If they, and, yeah. if they in the middle nice. of that started reading off Jaden Smith tweets, I really wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Would you notice? No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, That's so awesome. the show I was referring to is called Close Enough. Okay. I'll have I've to only, check it out. I think it's on Hulu. Um, I, I watched a bunch of assorted clips on YouTube, but it's pretty funny as far as I can tell. Dope. Uh, let's see. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, nothing new with me. New? I could go up three stairs. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Three stairs. Dang. Matt lost his cat once. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was, 
didn't know about that story because maybe I was um, a little quiet about it. It's really bad. I was laughing really hard. I shouldn't have, but it was really funny. I love how you're just like saying this on a recorded mic. Oh no, he's aware. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, Steve knows. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like, I like. Oh. I know that Steve knows about it. Oh, yeah. I, was say. I mean, obviously. But I like how now he's going to know that Jake thinks it's hilarious. Yeah, it was um, when it was when he first moved to this house. Uh, well, this Denny's, uh, the area of this Denny's where the house is. Um, and I took care of his house, and his, he had an outdoor cat, and it just didn't come back one day. Uh, speaking of things not coming back, where is the waitress with my Grand Slam? I, I, you know what, dude, you heard how busy it is. Like, if we look around, it is slammed. Yeah. I ordered a nice tea, like, Grand Slam, twenty you. minutes ago. Yeah, let her let's let her do her job. But while she's you know preparing her Grand Slam, okay, yeah, um, tell us about the story. Well, let's go ahead and uh, so I didn't even know this. I kind of vaguely remember this game. A little bit. Um, but so I guess Wave Race 64 is coming to Switch. It seems like yeah, that's a that's a classic, man. Absolutely. I don't remember. So, OK, you don't Ta- best of the I N64. don't. I know. So, I know that Switch is reviving a lot of 64 <clears throat> games. Yeah, they are. So Wave Race was one of those games where you had like an announcer that would like it was one of the first ones that actually had something that would and like comment on your direct input. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. So it was like, so I, I don't know if you remember this, but in the 90s, like every sports game was owned by some sort of like Kawasaki, Honda, yeah, yeah. Huff, Tony Hawk skateboards. I don't remember. It was basically was. like, like, you know how they used to use cartoons as promotion to buy the toys? Yeah. I, I remember there was a string of sports games just like this because they had a snowboarding one. I don't know if you remember, but they uh, would have like arcade versions of the snowboarding game. Oh, yeah, I do. I don't remember what that one's called, but I remember playing it. This was similar to that, but I with rem- jet skis. I remember that game, the the one in the... Because they had one at the arcade here in town. Yeah. And my mom gets motion sickness. And I literally... <laughs> yes. I, she, her watching me play this game as a kid literally put her out for a day and a half. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. She would have hated Hydro Thunder. I know, right? Dude, that's when she killed I'm like, your... Uh, I'm like, why did you keep watching... That's when she killed your spirit dragon. That's probably why. Um, I don't. Do you guys remember? So I, 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 there's not a whole lot to talk about, I guess, on this, other than like I'm just really excited to bring a lot of like childhood pastime games oh, onto yeah. the Switch. Oh yeah. But there's one game that I really want that I hope they do. It's like, do you remember? It's like Lego Racers, where like you got to customize the minifigure and then like you got to build your race car with Lego parts and depending on the oh, parts he chose, that's Lego like that's Island, the oh. not Lego Island. It was a 64 Lego racing game. Oh, was there, was it 64? Yeah. I, I think so. If it was, then it, there's a possibility we could get it. The, Lego, the, the, the Lego branding though might be an issue. Okay. So it was called Lego racers. Oh, just Lego racers. I, yeah, somehow missed that one. Probably cause I couldn't play video games for a while as a kid. Just cause of parents. Right here, you guys. Uh, no, I never played it. Yeah, I never played that one either. So, oh, they have Lego Racers Dang. too. Holy crap! Um, I think I actually got that one for Game Boy Advance. Nintendo. Anyways, where's Lego Racers. Yeah. So the is that? so the whole thing is is like they had like a set of blocks and stuff that you could build a car out of, and depending Dude. on like what stuff you put on the car determined the stats for your thing. So like the little jets for 
like spaceships would give you a stat or swords or whatever. And it was basically based off of like five different sets that were out for Lego at the time. And cause you know, they can put in all the bricks in there, but it was a really fun game. And I think if they were to bring that, like if they did a third version of the game today with just massive amounts of like properties that they're able to do, you know, cause Lego dimensions was that would be so much fun. It'd be like the ultimate version of like wacky racers. They, did add a, they have added a lot of cool stuff. Um, they also added some games that I forgot were awful. Like the first Mario Golf. Oh, uh, yeah. Not very fun. If you don't care about golf, it's not very fun. <laughs> True. Like the, like the newer yeah. stuff, like all the newer sports stuff, like you don't really have to love the sport. Yeah, you can just play the game and have a basic understanding of the sport. Yeah, and, and the in the new one, they're just like screw the rules, and just hit the ball, and then run and go hit the ball again. We, we, all, we also tried it's to a race. We tried to play. Um, <laughs> tried to play Mario, the first Mario Tennis too. Eh, it's rough. Yeah, dude, it's a little rough. Took them a while to. The, I think the, the roughest thing in this Nintendo sixty four was the Mario Party game where you had to like trace the little thing. On the 64, do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Like, it'd be a picture oh, of a yeah. Goomba. Yeah. And if your joystick was just, like, slightly too loose, you were, like, totally effed, and there was no way you could do it. I think they have that on the... Uh, I think gotta they, love Mario Party. I think they brought that back in the new one, because they have a Mario Party All-Stars. Yeah. And so it basically has games from every, like, generation of Mario Party. Dude, I, I would say, as far as I, video I, game I like party the game... one, they, they put that one in, in... There's, like, a few different versions of that one, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. Uh, my my Mario Party is probably my favorite video game party game that you could have. Like Jack in the Box is super fun, but like you have to have the right people to play it. Oh, Jackbox with, games yeah. with the right sense of humor. Because when um, we play it with the church, uh, it's not a- appropriate, right? Because we're a well, bunch of dudes. You don't have to. I mean, you don't have to go too crazy with it, right? But, but you do want to have that good group. maturity. Yeah, like you have to have the right group with like. Well, for some of the games, some of them right. are fine. But uh, I feel like Mario Party is just good regardless of what your sense of humor oh, yeah. is. And, like, here's the thing. It gives you a reason to fight someone you don't like. So And so they have also a, Mario Kart and Smash Bros. They have a game that... I suck at those terribly. Um, I'm so bad at Mario Kart. They don't Kart. have Smash Bros. <laughs> yet. Oh, for... Well, I mean, they have Smash Ultimate. Yeah, Smash Ultimate. But they do not have the Smash Bros. for 64 yet. Oh, is that actually it. a thing they're going to port? They, they should. Oh, they absolutely yeah, they will. If they, unless they hate money. I, I guarantee you, if there's like a 25th like anniversary coming I mean, the, up, the big one is melee. That's people, the one that the Smash well, yeah. fans. That's true, dude. Here's the thing: I think if they put out, about. if they put out, because like you can't on most TVs, you can't play a 64 anymore because they don't. It just doesn't have yeah. the ports. Yeah. So true. if you play, get that, there are people that are going to get the Switch just for that game. True. Well, and like the crazy thing is, so like like if they would do like a 25th anniversary vis- version or whatever, but yeah. when that game comes out. It'll be like Black Friday. Like grandmothers will be shooting other children down to get their like loved one this game. They, there will be blood on the streets. They also had a game that I got obsessed over, and then I sold it to GameStop. And no. it's my greatest regret in life is that I sold uh, that one game. Fable from <laughs> Xbox? Uh, no, Kirby and the Crystal Shards. Oh, yeah. good game. That Here's, was a good game. That one was fun. I don't. I have. I have beef with Kirby. I don't know why, but you. Of course, you would have. Beef I with effing. Kirby. Hate Kirby. I don't know what it is with that little pink bastard, but I hate him. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Calm down. Whoa! <laughs> like 
Whoa. I don't know. I, here, here's the thing. I can see that dude being best friends with Scott Summers. And I'm just like, of course you would. He's a com. First of all, Kirby's a communist and a monster. He's like going around trying to usurp this kingdom for no effing reason. And he's eating innocent people just trying to do their jobs. Wow. Jake is wrong. <laughs> you guys, ha- you guys haven't heard that theory that Kirby is actually like this weird, like usurping monster. And no, it's actually the bad guy. Kirby's saving the world from eldritch abominations. Jake, N- who, who, who says the game that you're playing? Where's the evidence that specifically states that this guy's evil. He didn't yeah, start doing messed up stuff until Kirby invaded the land. We're, we're really like just deep dive analyzing Kirby. Aren't there's we? Codex for Kirby, dude. No, I'm I'm going to find <laughs> the sources that proves that Kirby's a bad guy. And I'm going to send it to you. But talking about bad guys, oh so gosh. apparently a Batman Arkham subreddit creates a fake game. Oh um, yeah, that was after hilarious. years of waiting for a new one, which so, which is hilarious because there is a freaking new one coming out this year. It looks not, awesome. It's just not the same like the Arkham branded yeah, ones, yeah. but I mean, but and and also Batman's not in it, but like. The Bat Family, which about freaking time they get the spotlight. For well, once. it's about time they like made them playable because like they made them playable for some of the side missions. Yeah, some of the stuff. In, in and so like games. I, yeah. I remember I grabbed Nightwing and yeah, he's Nightwing fun. was fun to play with. Fun as heck. Yeah, and so like when yeah, like I think I actually I speed a level on accident because I just messed up enough that I like finished it in less than 20 seconds <laughs> nice i just was like oh, buttons accidental speed run yeah i was love, like love it when that happens i'm like nobody's ever gonna believe me if i put that like in, i believe you what man. am i gonna do with it like it's also on the playstation 3 so like what am i gonna do with this that's number? the but, that's the new titan scheme coming out right or that the, no, the Bat- no, gotham knights gotham knights sorry why was gotham i thinking Titan? dude a teen titans game would be so cool they had one that would, that would be sick uh ps2 yeah, it, it wasn't good from what I remember. It was okay. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't as good as the show. No, no. If it was as good as the show, it would have been one of the best games yeah. released on the PS2. But Which reminded me, I need to get you that information after the show. Okay. So. Um, um, but yeah, um, so yeah Ar- Arkham World. Yeah, that was that was a thing. I. It's, so it's funny that they're so making silly. up a game because they're just so salty that they're not getting the game that they want. Or, I know, so, and they already it, got three really so good games. It yeah. just—it seems like their issue is, is it just doesn't have solid. like the name Arkham in it, and it's just like, yeah, what, what, why does that matter? Because what you want is you want a Batman game, well, and no, you're they, getting a they, Batman. I game. mean, no, they, these are going to be di- these are going to play a little different. I mean, they're still going to play similarly, but I don't think they're going to play. The yeah, same. they're they're leaning more into the RPG and co-op aspects. I mean, that's this time around. that's fine. Yeah, Which I, I think it's a gr- it's, it's a great direction. Well, so this is going to be like I said, these are going to be way different. They're different games essentially. I mean, they they look cool, but they're different. Uh, the the only thing that I hope is that they just don't turn it into another Avengers. Yeah, me too. I really like, hope that, we- that game had a lot of potential, and they just and like from from what I hear, it's a lot better now. It's kind of like one of yeah. those No Man's Sky situations or where Fallout seventy six. Where yeah, exactly. Because I think that actually has everything they promised now. Yeah, finally. Yeah, but like it's too late. Well, here, the, the, okay. So here's the thing. Um, with I feel like with the Avengers game is people expected way too much at the beginning. I don't feel like the Avengers overpromised anything. I think people just had too high of expectations versus what they were telling us, and so 
that's that's what happens when you set yourself up um, too much. I think they well, and I think they, I think the the decision to make it a, a like a like a gotcha game basically, where you like they want you to spend real money to up your characters. Yeah, it's not something yeah, the I'm in the in game purchases. Because well, yeah. like, there was a certain yeah. point where there's now levels that like I literally cannot complete because my numbers aren't high enough. Right. True. Not because of my gameplay, not because of my skill. It's because my numbers aren't good. But that game came kind of came out towards the end of that. Like, it's not as bad now. I don't, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but those like in-game like forceful purchases aren't as I, bad anymore. And I think it's because of that game, though. Like you yeah. said, because I remember when the Avengers came out, it was a huge deal. It was almost like a video game epidemic where like, yeah, everything was like pay to play. Like regard like no matter what you're doing, like you had yeah. like going to an arcade well, almost. And I think you know, Avengers kind of like made people realize well, like, that's kind of douchey. I think they messed it up in the, like I said, they messed it up in that way because like you can't complete the, like the rest of the missions unless you either play for many, many hours through the same levels or spend money. I don't really want to spend money. Uh, hey waitress, do you do you mind uh, helping him with his with his drink? Oh, awesome! I got it. Sweet. Thank, yeah, thank don't, you. Don't worry, waitress. I got it. Thank Th- you. Thank you. She just that was weird that she just handed you the bottle opener. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Kind of kind of weird. Anyways, um, so I guess let's go ahead and knock out this um this uh, comic book news. There was the the news this week was really really light, but I mean that's fine. It gives us more well, cause, like, time to enjoy our breakfast. They're really they're really going True. with like <laughs> they're really going hard with AVX for Marvel. And so yeah. like that's the only news. And so if you're not right a hundred percent following it, it's not really well. Good. And with the news that came out earlier this week, at least for you and I, like everything mm-hmm. else kind of like shadows in comparison. Yeah, which is weird that they did it now, not during Comic Con, but that's true. Wh- whatever. I, I'm I'm excited either way. Anyways, um, so. Apparently, uh, Garbage Pail Kids is getting their comic book, and they have Gar- Garbage Pail Kids Origins, uh, number one. <laughs> nice. And so they have a first look out for it. Um, and so obviously, classically, the covers for Garbage Pail Kids are the covers of the cards itself. Um, but it's got this weird, like, I would say almost like atomic, like, I would say like Archie meets... Um, I guess the rubber hose style cartoon, like maybe, maybe like a to splash it. of Mad Magazine. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Like Archie meets Mad Magazine. I um in the look for it, and it's like I don't know if it's something I'd ever pick up to read continuously, is... but I think I would. I would get a like. Here's the thing: like if there was a trade somewhere and it was like three, four, six bucks, uh, I would grab it for kicks and giggles because the garbage pail kids were, I think, a hilarious. Um, response to the Cabbage Patch dolls, and just okay. like also so, like making fun of celebrities. So now I, I now I get to now I get to do the Kirby thing. Uh, I hate Garbage Pail Kids. I have no. Zero. Oh yeah, they're absolutely disgusting. No, no, I have just like just a goose egg of interest. Like I couldn't couldn't be less interested in Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah, it's I, it's weird that they're doing comics, but they're 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 a novelty yeah like it's it's so like people are like oh poop and fart jokes are gross but they're like literally all boogers and puke like that's yeah, the thing yeah, that's yeah. literally it and like their their humor is boogers and puke and i'm like that's that's and, well, that's gross and, and the thing is like and pee. listen i'm not i am not one of like highbrow humor but i just 
I couldn't. I, I don't think any of us on this podcast can claim to be that. No. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. he, he, here's here's the I'm, thing. I'm, I'm with you there. The the thing with garbage pail kids, you know, like the one kid who always had like the booger hanging out of his nose, and it was like super lime green. And you're like, dude, do you always have a sinus infection? That's the garbage pail kids. Yeah, they're the booger kid. Where did you booger go to kids. school? <laughs> You've never you no. never knew a booger kid. You knew a booger kid, right? I was the booger kid. Oh, well, I had a lot of trouble making friends. Thanks for, for dredging that up, Jake. Yeah, wow. that's probably why you like garbage monsters. How why would you why would you bring that up, Jake? I'd, that's just that's well, he fun. obviously learned his lesson. The Can you believe this waitress? He is dredging up my childhood memories. I need another grand slam. Dude, she's not even our waitress. Like she's trying to pour some old guy coffee and you're like, well, I don't care. Bring me another grand slam. I'm stress eating. You're, you're, I'm eating my feelings. You're embarrassing us. Stop. <laughs> they haven't even brought our food yet. Um, I know. Anyways, I'm hungry too. So talking about, uh, I, I'm not going to say that segue. I was going to say talking about delicious, but I'm not going to with this segue. Um, um, po- poison ivy. Yeah, poison that ivy. A perfect segue. She is delicious. Oh, how my dare gosh. you! I hate that, and it it, it did the wrong. <laughs> it did the wrong link. It put it back in the garbage <laughs> bin. <bucket. laughs> no. no, you called it the garbage bin <laughs> like twice. The fucking garbage kid. I have no twice. idea why it did that. <laughs> I'm so upset. So they are um, doing a solo series for Poison Ivy. Which yeah, a second run. It's cool that they're getting more runs for it. Like I really like when they expand why, on. Why are you upset about that? She's a popular character, and she's a good character. No, he's upset about the transition still. Yeah, that's what he's upset about. Ah. Not the not yeah, because oh, okay. the link the link was supposed to just like not bring back Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, it's it's not Poison Ivy by herself you're, that you get to it's it's Poison Ivy and the Har- and Harley Quinn together. No, no, no. So the, when we went to click on the link, the link to go to the article, it brought yeah, no, Garbage Pail Kids again. I, I know, I, I I was there. I no, I that's what he's upset about. That. Yeah, but I just remember in the in the past you've gone on literal rants about Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn. Yeah, because <laughs> they're annoying as a couple, but um, I do think she's a great. A great character and you do see some of the, the covers that they're doing with it which looks like they got a fantastic cover artist um it looks like um so the cover is by jessica fong uh which the art looks fantastic i think it's like it's it's really beautiful art she's a great character to have a solo series just because like i don't necessarily she feel she feels like an actual villain more than like almost like a force of like literally now not a pun literally a force of nature right yeah and she's just kind of like more misunderstood like her intentions are in the right place her application of it is just not she just healthy she's she's radical yeah yeah and I, i think it's just like she needs she needs someone to help her like find the middle ground of just like hey like we can you can do what you want to do but there's a lot of a healthier way of doing it. Yeah, there, there's there's a line that you do not cross in. Service yeah, and, of I, and I don't think she realizes that because, like, here's the thing: like, oh, put yeah, Harley Quinn <laughs> in the equation. The only people that survive if she accomplishes it is Swamp Thing and her, and then Swamp Thing's just gonna have the whole world as his domain, find her, and then like yeet her into nothingness. So like, even she loses eventually. Well, that that's the that's the thing about the Harley Quinn relationship, though. Like in a weird way, Harley Quinn kind of like like grounds her a little bit, makes her brings out her more human side, you know? Right. Yeah. 
So I, I think it's cool that we're going to yeah, be. It's, uh, it's definitely it's definitely a struggle between like the the nature side of her and the human side of her. Right, which I, I think and they do. Reconciling both. They, yeah. they do coincide. I think her issue is is she thinks her nature side is more animalistic than than human. I her, I think it's her like I don't want to say political ideals, but her political ideals of radicalism makes her feel that her naturalistic side of her needs to be like all like Armageddon and not like actually like nature does nurture a lot of what humanity thinks right. and like technology and infrastructure and all this stuff's not bad. You know, it does have negative consequences, but her powers have the potential to erase all those negative consequences and to create green energy and do all this stuff. So she could potentially be the world's healthiest hero if she actually just, I don't know, took a freaking chill pill. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. But Batman likes to, you know, overreact and not really get people to. Well, and like, so I, I I like her portrayal in in like the comics better, honestly, like, because it seems like she's more passionate. Yeah. Like not just like, Oh, well, because a lot of her, like, her re- the, the like the recent Harley Quinn show it was I don't like her I don't like the way they do her yeah I, I still need to watch that I watched a little bit of it like I said I haven't I, I stopped because I was I was done so we're on the third season but. and we keep watching it um and it's been really hard to watch not because of the Harley Ivy relationship but because of how Harley is is in the relationship and she's really effing annoying I'm not gonna lie. Like, here's the thing. I'm not saying Joker's a great guy. Joker's a great stepdad, by the way. They kind of did the White Knight story arc a little bit in this, oh, really? in this series. Yeah, but he did it more in the sense of, like, his stepson was being bullied. And so he, like, effed the system. But he was still a bad guy because they're like, oh, Joker's not a bad guy. And he's just like, I'm worse. I'm a socialist. Oh my God. <laughs> so he was the ultimate evil in that sense. Um, and uh, his stepson almost got uh, uh, Jason Todded by two-faced um, oh no yeah so <laughs> Uh-oh. stepdad wasn't too happy about that joker's actually a really great dad by the way um and they do a really good Surprising. they do a really good portrayal of like how harley sees the characters like i think the whole show is about her point of view the point is yeah is i think the reason why joker was the way he was with harley is because of harley she's a terrible person to date like she's just like well, the, the, yeah, you know, the, well, no. wow, way to victim blame, Jake. No, I think that <laughs> jo- I think Joker's just much, like in, even in any of his portrayals, he's kind of a pile of crap to her. Yeah, like he literally treats her like garbage. After this show, I feel like she brought it on upon herself a little bit. Did he need to go that far? Absolutely not. But when they broke up, not only did he become mayor of Gotham, he became a great soccer dad, got his kids into a bilingual school program. And then not only that, he made sure that his Spanish-speaking son was able to learn his heritage and language. And he makes a great Zoto, apparently, and casserole. So you tell me if Joker's a bad guy, Matt. What does Zoto stand for, Jake? I don't know, but whatever he made in the show looked delicious. All I'm saying is Joker went from robbing the banks for himself. He robbed banks for the people because he's a socialist, naturally. Wow, what, what a hero. I, that's exactly my thing, you know. Talk about zero to hero. Yeah. Dang. Joker, Joker with the glow up. All right. No. Dude, stepdad <laughs> Joker is the best Joker. Like no. if if they, 
I, they they because like I said, they did the White Knight thing a little bit, right? Where like yeah. Batman shoved the pills down there, and then Joker used the legal system to actually punish Batman. Yeah, and he was actually kind of like right about it. Anyways, I want them to do another <laughs> storyline. Um, oh, for for my pick for the comic run, we should do that series. That series was awesome. Yeah, I heard White Knight. White Knight. Oh, um, but it's, it's, oh, it's good stuff. I, I have the whole thing. So yeah, I would like a run if they did stepdad Joker, where like he walked away from being the Joker and became a stepdad, but people knew he was the Joker, and so his whole like entire story arc was just like not being seen as the Joker, but as like the ultimate soccer dad. <laughs> I, I I'd I'd watch it slash read it. Right. Right. Heck yeah. My goodness. That's the only reason I'm watching this series now is uh, because of the Joker story arc. Those, so, uh, Kyle, I'd like to get your hot take on this because we actually talked about it oh, a little yeah. bit on Wednesday. But did you get to see the trailer for the Batman versus Robin uh, little comics trailer? Oh, that's no. a comic book trailer? Yeah. I thought that was a movie. No, that's a comic trailer. Okay. Uh, no, I haven't yet. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a Batman versus Robin run coming out soon. And nice. it is looks, it Damien Wayne Robin? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it is. Ooh, yeah, apparently, that's, that's gonna be sick. Apparently, it's got a lot to do with like mysticism, oh, and so cool. like he like Damien messed something up real bad. Apparently, it was apparently the the rift is Damien's fault. So what they kind of hinted at. How the, can it be? He, Batman doesn't believe in magic. <laughs> well, he's gonna have to. He he does depending on the storyline. <laughs> I, I love that. I the Justice League Dark we watch. He's like, I don't believe in magic. Literally sees a flying house. Yeah, he's like, I don't believe in magic. You're like, dude, no. Uh, the rest of the movie, great. That one if, line. If he has enough prep time, he can explain it away. Wait, no, wait. He said that he didn't do that. Wasn't Shazam sitting right next to him or something Not like Shazam. that in the movie? No, and it's Zata- like oh. Zatanna. Oh, yeah. He yeah, was, he literally dated a magician. Yeah. He was talking to Zatanna. Well, and he knows Shazam, who's a literal effing wizard. And you're like, oh, I don't believe in magic. You got a but yeah, I mean, fourteen like, year old wizard next. That, to you. That's like one gag in one movie, though. Yeah, that's true. No, it is. It's still it's the gag but that I will die the, on. It's the barb that st- it's I'm, the, I'm aware. It's the, barb, <laughs> it's the barb that stuck into us because we like literally paused the movie and just ranted for like half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> it like, was it was a fantastic yeah. in agreement. <laughs> yeah, like we, I don't know who we were ranting to. It was a fantastic movie. Don't get us wrong, but like that was the one part. Like literally, we just like yeah. stopped and we're like, wait, did he really? And so, like, according to the, the the movie timeline, all this magic stuff has happened where Batman's witnessed it, and that's when he decides to say, oh, I don't believe in magic. It's like, dude, literal Lazarus pit, and you want to say that's science. Yeah, definitely not Like, best your, your father-in-law is, like, some weird internal wizard warlock thing slash no. ninja. We've, we've, we've gone over this. We're beating this again. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that, that well, dead it, horse fine. is a dead skeleton now. Yeah. We yeah, we can't bring him back to life because magic doesn't exist, so <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. wow. <laughs> you gotta do an episode where we just Goodness. like where we just like rant on st- like small just, stuff like that. We just that. need to shovel up the remains of that horse and feed it to Kirby. Dude, oh he's goodness. probably he probably killed the horse. <laughs> I sent oh I sent you a link by the way for like where someone explains why Kirby's the bad guy. I'll look at it later. I know people explaining it, but also Kirby's a hero. No, he's not. Cool. He's and Scott hero. Summers didn't try to commit genocide. Working for Professor X. No, Professor X was dead. I'm just saying, working for Professor X is the one that sent child soldiers into a military not, situation. I'm not saying I, Professor I'm just X saying is only any, one of those statements is true. 
and it's not the one that's not about a spherical shaped pink creature. That's disgusting. <laughs> Children listen to this show. <laughs> Anyways, guys, so we're going to go ahead and read you our comics list so we can go ahead and move on with the rest of our news. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, this comic list is brought to you by Best Slope Coffee, the Best Slope Coffee in all the Rockies. Oh, um, man, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Wow, thanks for telling me. So what's really cool about them is uh, they've got their own special drink for us called the Pangalactic Gargle Blaster. It's fantastic. It tastes like a malt milkshake kind of a chocolate malt milkshake. Um, and another cool thing that they've been doing is on Tuesday nights, they have a game night. So if you want to play board games or you know, other games like that, you can go to go there and you know, drink some coffee, play some board games. Or if you don't live in the area, you can go to bestlipcoffeeco.com where you can get subscriptions. Yeah, you can get subscriptions monthly. Uh, you can get bi-monthly. You can get the three-month barista um, choice boxes. And let me tell you, Cord picks some good stuff. Oh, yeah. Here's here's the thing. Cord will pick you anything that he thinks you'll like except for decaf. And sometimes they do cool merch. You know, they'll throw in, like, some merch stuff in there once in a while. So I'm telling you guys, got to get Best Love Coffee. And if you have a bribe, which is the coffee pipe, you know, the uh, their Nicaragua roast is perfect for that. Did, did you actually have a discussion with them about the coffee pipe? Not yet. I'm going to buy it first, and then I'm going to take it there and nice. be like, listen hit this <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like legit curious to see downtown what actually so recommends for that. the downtown of Frida, colorado might be the only place that is acceptable to use that because i feel like anywhere else it's gonna get slapped out of your hands oh yeah Here, here's the thing when i get it and go in i will let you know so you could witness it sick we're all just gonna be taking literal shot like hits off this coffee bribe <laughs> no no we're not sharing i'll get my own thank you very much <laughs> I want to invent the coffee bong. The coffee bong. <laughs> I don't know how you do okay, it, well, but the science is there. Okay, so pipe smoking has been around for a while, but it doesn't have to be drugs. They, they smoke tobacco out of pipes too, man. I, I know, but why can't I have a coffee bong just for I the mean, sake why, of it? I mean, why can't you hit tobacco in a bong? Yeah, why can't I have a gravity coffee bong? Because that's not how liquid works. <laughs> <laughs> it, hurts me. it hurts me that you don't know that's how liquid works do, do i look like i do a ton of drugs i mean do you want us to <laughs> do you want me to answer that honestly <laughs> shut up anyways guys we'll go ahead and go into the comics list on here um as it pulls up thanks to steve's broadband that is i mean not steve's broadband the denny's wi-fi runs a little bit slow yeah i wish it was steve broad steve's broadband yeah Anyways, so for Dark Horse Comics, we have always, never, the graphic novel. Not uh, to be confused with rarely often. Yeah. Uh, Apache Delivery Service, trade paperback, which is a lot different from um, Cherokee uh, shipping in receiving. Incorporated? Yeah. Uh, Art of <laughs> Battletoads hardcover, Astonishing Times trade paperback, BPRD Hell on Earth Omnibus Volume 5 trade paperback, uh, Bird King Volume 1, Escape from the Feather Hill, graphic novel. Breakout, 3 of 4. Uh, EC Archives, Crime Patrol, Volume 1, hardcover. Hellboy, The Bones of Giants, hardcover. Uh, Hellboy, The Silver Lantern Club, hardcover. Joy, Operations, uh, Kali, hardcover. Minor Threats, number 1 of 4. Um, that is the uh, prequel to uh, Severely Threatened. 
Uh, Sin City Volume 6, Booze, Boards, and Bullets. I almost said something completely different that was inappropriate. I am glad, um, which well, would you, be... You should have said Booze, Broads, and Bullets. Oh, Broads. Sorry, I was going to say uh, <laughs> the B word. Um, but for Sin City, that wouldn't be too off. Uh, Stephen McCrane, Space Boy Volume 13, trade paperback, Sword of Hyperborea hardcover, 12% Dread trade paperback, Usagi Ujimbo Saga Volume 5 trade paperback, 2nd edition, Vampire Hunter D, Omnibus Volume 2 trade paperback. Hey, we have demons. Trade paperback. Uh, Witcher Library Edition Volume 2 hardcover. Alrighty, and then coming up for DC Comics, we've got Batman 89, hardcover. Batman's Mystery Casebook, trade paperback. Brightest Day Omnibus, hardcover. Uh, Dark Crisis on Infinite Earth, on Infinite Earths, sorry. Number one, uh, that's a second printing. And a bunch of variants of that. Um, DC Saved by the Bell Rev, number one. And that's a one-shot. Uh, Flash 2022, annual number one. Harley Quinn 2022 annual number one. Um, let's see some variants of that. Uh, Harley Quinn the animated series, the real sidekicks of New Gotham special number one. Um, and some variants for that. Uh, Joker volume two hardcover. Sandman universe nightmare country number five. Uh, Superman war world apocalypse number one. We've got uh, some variants for that. Uh, Wonder Girl, number 2022, annual number one. Uh, Wild Goose. Oh, sorry, that's one of the variants. Uh, yep, that's it for DC. Wow, that's a surprisingly short list. For I me. know. Normally, yeah. it's like miles. Wow. All right. Well, coming out from IDW Publishing, we have Dungeons & Dragons, Ravenloft, Orphan of Agony, Isle, number three. Uh, G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, number 297. Star Trek, the card... Stargazer, number one. They need commas. So bad in some of these. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Best of Baxter Stockman, number one. Uh, Transformers, The Last Bot Standing, number four. And a lot of variants. Uh, <clears throat> Transformers, Shattered Glass, two, number one. <laughs> then we got the Image Comics list. Yeah, which we have Ant, number oh. five. Okay. Uh, Astro City, Metro Book, volume two, trade paperback. Hellcop number 10, some variants for that. Uh, Image 30th Anniversary Anthology number 5 of 12. Impact Winter Blood Logo. Oh, that's, going. Oh, that's like, a, that's a, like, those are all t-shirts. Tons of shirts. Holy cow. So many shirts. Ton of shirts. Back to school. Uh, Loaded Bible, Blood of My Blood number 6. Some variants for that. Magic Order 3, number 3. Magic Order 3, 2 of 6. Oof. Um <laughs> And then uh, Scumbag Volume 3, Golden Brown Eye trade paperback. And then a lot more t-shirts. Image is just, oops, all shirts. Yeah. yeah that, that could be like a Chicago song. Why Three you... of two of six and four. I know you have to like <laughs> talk about everything the comic book company puts out, but why the shirts? Yeah. Because they're yeah. just listing sizes. Yeah, true. Yeah. They could just be like, we have shirt, shirts. Small through XL. Yeah. So for Marvel Comics, we've got Amazing Fantasy number 1000, Ant-Man number 2 of 4, uh, Deadpool Bad Blood number 4, Devil's Reign Villains for Hire trade paperback, Devil's Reign X-Men trade paperback, uh, Fortnite X Marvel Zero War number 2 of 5, that's the second printing, 
of a Fortnite thing. Oh, more? Yeah, they they got Marvel too. They did, they did Batman Fortnite. first. Okay, now, now they're hitting Marvel. It's. Oh, we'll talk about it later. I'll talk about it okay. in a second. Give me a second. Okay. Uh, we also got Fortnite X Marvel Zero War number four of five, and some variants for that. Uh, Gambit number two of five, Iron Fist number five of five, Knights of X number five. Uh, Mech Strike Monster Hunters number three of five. That sounds awesome. Uh, Moon Knight Black, White, and Blood number four of four. Silk Volume Two Age of the Witch trade paperback. Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi number four of five. And some variants. Uh, Thunderbolts number one of five. And variants. Uh, Thunderbolts Marvel Tales number one. Uh, variants three of five. And that's the title, not a variant. Uh, variants number three is the title. Uh, Wastelanders trade paperback. Wild Cards, The Drawing of Cards, number two of four. X-Force, number 31. X-Men, number 14. And that is Marvel. Wow. Uh, okay. Then we have are Titan you, Comics. Are you going to be able to read that list? I might be able to. That's a lot. Doctor Who Origins, number four. And the other one is Star Wars Insider Presents The Mandalorian, season one, volume two. Wow. Well done. Who? Well oh. oh, that yeah. one hurt. It's always such a what, hard read. What an Iron Man. So, so bad but i think fortnite is the grand unifying uh presence of everything nerdy yep and it's terrible that that's where it's i i here here's the thing the fortnite community i don't like gatekeeping i don't want to keep the gate but you know like the you know the saying like the gates of hell are meant to keep people out you know rather than in i feel like for fortnite the gate the gates of Fortnite should keep people in and not allow them back into the fandom. Cause now people are calling Goku, the guy from Fortnite and that like, I know for a lot of people it's a joke, <laughs> but I, s- it's not a joke for some people. Like that's a seriously funny. That's joke. where some people know John wick from. No, it like, some, Oh no. Or some guy, people, some, some kid Wait, was just John like, John wicks in Fortnite. When he did was, this he was one of the earlier skins, like one of the earliest are ones. Are you serious? What? Dude, yeah. I'm not even Who this, isn't in dude, Fortnite? Dude, this little kid was streaming, uh, was what was like walking down, down the road and he saw Iron Man. He's like, look, it's the guy from Fortnite. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard that soundbite, right? Uh, yeah, I have. yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. If that was my kid, the belt would have came off in public. Period. I'm so glad we have that soundbite now. <laughs> yeah, I, I am too. Do you cannot. Oh, Steve's you cannot, gonna have some fun with this one. You can't tell me you would disagree with that, though. I'm editing this. One. Like here, here, here's the here's the thing. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> no, but for real, if, if you let's say you and Kaylin have a kid, right? Little miniature Kyle, same haircut, beard, everything, you know, just miniaturized. Um, and he walks up and he co- looks at Batman. And he's like, "Oh, look, Dad, it's the guy from Fortnite." You wouldn't immediately try to waterboard him. Uh, no, I wouldn't. Don't lie. If if it was a kid of mine, it, that would never happen. <laughs> Fair, but but you... also having kids is a scam. <laughs> Fair. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk about our TV and movie stuff, and then we'll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll Anyways, F Fortnite fans, um, not saying we should reopen Auschwitz, but let's uh, put a pin in it. Anyways, so the Duffer Brothers. Goodness. Uh, wow. <laughs> okay. Goodness. Strong opinions tonight, Jake. Strong opinions. No one's disagreeing with me, though. I don't think we should put Fortnite kids in <laughs> cages. Just saying. No, I didn't say kids. I said fans. 
plural. Yes, all, meaning all, adults as well. I said Fortnite all, kids. All I'm gonna yes. say is like, I, th- I think it's pretty cool that you can like jump into the sky with LeBron James and Kamehameha a bunch of people, and then spider web swing over and finish off the survivors with a lightsaber. Yeah, so you That's sound kinda fun. you sound like you're on meth right now. I mean, five years ago. Like you, that would be the assumption, yeah. But uh, if, if okay, Jake, you can if, legit Jake, do that now. No, no, Jake. If five years ago, I told you, hey, there's going to be a game where you can use Captain America's shield and also a lightsaber. You would not. I would be stoked. You would be stoked, exactly. Free but, guy did it first. Fortnite mid. <laughs> I. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm sitting at a different table. All right, so uh, we'll, we'll jump. To I'm going to I'm going to eat with that cute we'll, old couple over there. We're going to jump to the TV news because we need to. Um, yeah. Um, so, so okay. So Sandman dropped an 11th yes, episode. Like, I watched that today. Two days ago. I didn't even know about. I was. So, I didn't know about it till yesterday. It was it was good. If you haven't watched it yet, he told me. In, so like I like I'm going over the news. Like I'm like looking it. I'm like wait. David Tennant was in Sandman. I was really confused, and I was like, "What? What? What the f is this?" Like, I'm yeah. like thinking, "Like, did I miss something? Like, did I fall asleep?" He played a cat, and, he, and it was I, awesome. I haven't seen it yet. Well, that, that's not a spoilers. No, I'm just kidding. Like one, one of the episodes is all cats. Okay? Oh, oops, all cats. Oops, all like literally oops. All oh, okay. Cats, the episode. Anyways, so like, right, I didn't know there was we'll a eleventh episode. I'm super excited. I called Alexa. She was pissed because we were like, yeah, they should have like, like, at least had one more episode. Like the ending was kind of, eh. you know, fantastic show the old way. And then the love is episode was, eh. I mean, the last episode. So this 11th one, I think like should kind of like satisfy the craving. I don't think it's going to. I think you're going to be disappointed on that front. I think this is kind of like a. <laughs> it has David. There's a reason. I will not. I think there's yeah. a reason it got I'm released just, separately. I'm, I'm talking about like on the tying up loose ends front. Yeah. I don't care about that. If anything else, it's probably gonna open up more, man. Good. That's what I want. I True. want. I True. want the. I want the can to be open. Um, also, speaking of fun Netflix shows, um, so the Duffer Brothers have confirmed. They've broken the silence. They have confirmed that they are doing a spinoff series for Stranger Things. Apparently, whatever it is is gonna be fairly self-contained. They're trying to make. Sure, they're making sure it stands on its own. And that's really exciting for me because they because a lot of times they do the spinoff series and you're like, well, if I didn't know anything about the regular series, this would make no sense. So what do you think it's going to be about then? I don't know. Yeah. OK. There's a lot of theories. Still. If, if you were to pick one, um, I would say uh, the peanut butter adventures of Yuri. I think that maybe a prequel with Yuri might be interesting where he's like, there's just stuff going on in the background and he's just trying to. Uh, he's just trying to uh, dodge the Interpol. Yeah. Or just like, let's say, or Interpol. classic kid hijinks that don't involve world-ending things with like the, the D&D thing. Like, well, there's still got to be something, you know, there's still stuff that like is going on in the background. Because it's like the whole, a lot of the stuff in the last season is this stuff has been going on. Right. So I would be curious to see some of that. Yeah, like who? Like they would have to pick a character that like everyone they all know, dude. If they do Argyle, just like what if they did an what if they did a spinoff to what um what father had been trying to do? Oh yeah, like his whole because he's 
been doing something for that's true so many years or argyle just like a cheech and chong version of just what argyle's been doing yeah you know they they could do like a weird sci-fi cheech and chong take easy like you cannot tell me that that or like i would love if they did yeah they did like the basically they're like they do a buddy show it's the two stoner guys and like all this crazy stuff's happening in the background they just don't notice. Right. Because did you ever watch Cheech and Chong? Yeah. I did. Like where they're stuck at the stop sign for like 30 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, another good one would be like uh, Saved by the Bell for like um, Eddie. Yeah. It's so like a prequel about him. Eddie the you know? Rebel. That like Eddie leads up to like right up to the events of season five. Yeah. So you just get like this classic teen like drama of him like growing as a person falling more like you know falling in love doing all this stuff and then like the end of that series just like picks up right where season five yeah, starts. Se- season four it just goes full riverdale dude okay <laughs> they're trying to do the horror series of riverdale with like witches and stuff like that and it's like yeah. i'm enjoying it but it's like eh. it's very eh to me like well. i didn't get to see betty like murder jughead for being a werewolf but we got pretty close. They also brought Sabrina Spellman and like retconned that as much as they could. But it was for like five seconds and you're just like, okay, cool. Like you might as well have just brought in like John Berthold's Punisher and the Predator to kill Jughead and Archie, which was actually happened. Also, Batman. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So Archie oh, yeah. committed a crime. So the Punisher came to kill him. There's a guy that looked like Archie. There's a guy that like literally is Archie's doppelganger. And it was, it was John Berthold? No, no, it was in oh. the comics. It was in the comics. Like, oh, okay. there's a I there's a copy oh, okay. of the there's a copy of this book that I didn't pick up that I probably will never see again. But uh, yeah, there's a run where a run of Archie crossed that crossed over with the Punisher. Um, That's awesome. And the Punisher where, almost kills him several times where the Punisher Dang. is trying to like he's basically like it's a. It's almost like a serial killer thing where he's running from the Punisher. And the crazy thing is, is this took place before Archie got dark and serious. Like, he was still, like, like happy-go-luggy, like, newspaper I, uh, comics. Yeah. So it was a rare glimpse into the future. Yeah, yeah kind and of. And then they had the the Punisher came to Riverdale, and they had to fight him. And then I think there was one other one. But uh, Archie's, people just don't like him. Like, he's just, he's kind of a POS, honestly. Yeah, the new series doesn't make him much better, honestly. So, so what's crazy? So, like, what makes him a really big POS? Um, before we jump into our last little bit of news, is so the whole time he's basically like Jughead or Veronica, or not sorry, Betty or Veronica, right? And he's basically betraying Jughead multiple times because Jughead's in love with Betty throughout the entire comic book series. Well, he gets shot and he sees both versions of both lives with them and he never makes a decision that's how the series ends is he dies without ever making a decision so no one knows if he chooses jughead or or if he chooses veronica or betty wow but morally i think he he should have died alone because one veronica was in love with him and he's like already made this commitment to her but then also like his best friend's in love with this girl doesn't matter she's the girl next door you've been messing around with her multiple times whether they're fighting or not like, you're just a crappy friend. But because you're Archie, like, just because you're the MC doesn't mean you get to, like, do whatever you want. So, plot, if you, if you plot read... Plot armor equals plot privilege. Yeah, but, um... <laughs> yeah, so if you're... If, 
you know, spoiler alert, if you're reading the Archie run, he, uh, he gets shot. Not even like through some crazy events. He Wait, just are, gets, are you talking about the new Archie run or the old Archie run? The, the one that the old one. Yeah. Okay. Then, then it's fine. It, it, yeah. So, uh, ago. so I don't know what they're doing with the current run. I think they're still doing the horror stuff. Um, long story short, it's like some random, like gun robber interaction from my understanding. Just wrong time, wrong place, gets shot, dies alone. Super uneventful. Perfect for this character because everything's like over the top for him. Uh, right, right. So, in uh, non downer news and in news kind of out of left field, um, a Swedish video game company named the Embracer Group has now acquired the rights to, um, they have acquired the rights to Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. And like, film uh okay uh motion picture video game board gaming merchandising theme parks and stage production rights how so how how dang you can buy i mean you could buy anything you want so the kids the the kid the the answer is money the answer is the tolkien's kids or grandkids or whoever's running the estate sold it off it just feels like it almost feels like a gimmick right like a joke because like my thing is, it's like, so Amazon has the TV rights, obviously. So does the Swedish game company just has this as like bragging rights? And like, they're like huge know. Lord of the Rings fans. So they're just like, Are they, uh, what's the ultimate like Lord of the Rings collectible we could have? Is their legal rights. The legal rights. And they also have legal rights to anything, um, rights to other Middle Earth related literary works, literary works authorized by the Tolkien estate and HarperCollins. So, so did his son like, just sell off all of it or are they renting it out like i what? don't know if they they have it for a time like you know these these licenses are for a limited time so i think he still owns the rights in perpetuity they now have, are the only people that can make movies tv shows stage plays mm-hmm. or they can authorize these that's interesting i i I'm, I'm curious about the motives of both the tolkien family and um because here, here's the thing as far as the Tolkien goes, especially his son, Christopher, unless he was like near on his deathbed and like needed to protect the, right. um, I guess the, the property, he would not sell that stuff off. Right. I think, well, I think that they're, I think that they are, they acquired the rights. And I think that they, the reason they, you know, sent the deal through was so that this stuff can be expanded upon. Right. Like all this stuff that never saw the sun can actually see the sun now. Right. Cause I know, in some I know, shape or form. I know Christopher yeah. Tolkien's goal has been to release all this stuff that his father never got to. That's always been like a goal so from a start this is, to so share. Maybe this is a way to do that. Yeah, because maybe I, this is the way to do that. I know the Tolkien families; they have never, they've never shown signs of mistreatment of what you know he, he's done. Yeah, they've they've definitely treated the the properties with a lot of right, especially his son because his son's like my yeah. dad wrote this for me. Like it's yeah. like if you want to think about it. Lord of the Rings was written for him to him. So it's like literally his, right? Like it was a gift right. his dad gave him. So, and, and yeah, I don't, I don't feel like the decision to sell this over would be one that they would make lightly. Like there's right. probably a lot of so, trust and rapport built up between the two parties. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious on what like their, their plan is. Like, are we going to get a slew of like products, games? I know that they mentioned like a, tabletop rpg so maybe the swedish company is responsible well, i know for there, it? there is so awesome. there is i think there is a system that uses it 
already. Like you can do that. Oh, cool. Um, there's a tabletop system. It's more of a like, it is armies. But they, they they came out with a new. They're coming out with a new one. They're though. coming out with a new one. So I wonder if the Swedish game company is the same one that. If they're the same people that are putting it out, it's possible. Because I'm 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 just I'm just curious because like there's. It's weird that it's a game company, right? Right. Because there's that's... only two reasons that you do that, right? One is you have huge production plans, <clears throat> and you're moving out from just making games into like everything. Right. You have two plans or. You're a massive nerd, and the biggest bragging rights, like for you, Kyle, example, if someone walked up to you and be like, hey, do you want the legal rights to Batman? Would you buy it just to be like, to be that guy like, I own Batman? Um, yeah. So yeah. that's the other thing I can think of is yeah. these guys are huge fans, and they're just like, yeah, we want to we wanna say we own Lord I of the Rings. I think it might be a mix of the two, honestly. Yeah. Like, I think it might be a mix of the two where they're like, we're the biggest fans. And we can think of all kinds of great stuff to do with this. Yeah. Well, let, let me let me look up and see what Embracer's done in the past. Sweet. Well, you look that up. I guess it's a perfect time for our break. It looks like our Grand Slam's here. So we're going to enjoy our breakfast, and we'll see you right after this break. And uh, we are back. Oh, man. That, uh, Matt, if you want to activate the noise canceling. Yeah, just um, let me just pull that slider. Man, how's that breakfast was good. So the food came during our break. We were able to eat it. Um, yeah, they ugh. didn't have any monsters, so that was disappointing. But but the Grand Slam was was this grand and Denny's. slamming. I I got the French toast. The vegan Grand Slam was just hash browns. <laughs> just it was all hash browns. <laughs> it was just hash browns. Just hash browns. Well, so to be fair, when she when you looked at him like, hey, can I have the vegan hash browns? And you're just she's like looked at you. She's like, that's not an option. You're like. No, I just want the the Grand Slam, but like the vegan option, she just gave you a side of hat, like double side of hash yeah, browns. They, they don't even have yeah. the hash browns filled with baked beans. What's up with that? I don't even know if I can do ketchup on these. Not nah, the try Cholula. But like, like for real though, they have hash browns that are filled with beans now. Did you know that? Oh, it's like a UK thing. Oh, that's weird. Uh, beans and toast. Yeah, that beans and toast kind of thing. Yeah, but they're like releasing hash browns that are filled with beans. How do you? Well, like they're Dude, like that. a hash brown patty. He's a he's a like a hash brown. He's a Denny kind of sewer. It's like a hash brown pocket. Weird. With beans in it. Weird. Yeah, a lot, Weird. a lot of lot of lot of uh, British people are freaking out about it. Huh? And some some in in positive ways, and some in not so positive. You know, I'm, why would they be negative about it? Do they just like hate yeah, hash that browns, or that America? That sounds fun. Because America has something that they don't. They're just like. This is the one thing we're going to keep from the usurpers. Beans and hash browns. They'll never get it since they left the crown. Yeah, <laughs> that is kind of funny. Like, why, why take the bean? Like, I don't know why that's not more popular around. Because it's, I mean, one time I was um, lazy and it was Saturday and I had bread and I had beans. I was like, I hear this is good. British people like this. Maybe it's okay. Was pretty good, pretty decent, huh? English breakfast. You can actually, like, yeah. Turns out also putting milk and tea, kind of great. Yeah, D- Denny's. Uh, where's the British Grand Slam? Huh? The British Grand Slam. Did they just call that a goal? <laughs> <laughs> a goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like do do some eggs, some some toasted mushrooms and tomatoes and beans and. Oh, I hate mushrooms. 
black pudding. I don't, I don't think I would trust the black pudding. Whatever that is, yeah. That's just <laughs> called tar in the Black Plague. Uh, like anyway, it's kind of funny. Like you're you're not like too terribly far off. It's made with blood. Yeah, so it's it's delicious. I've I've had it. It's Our good. main topic: breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to make this last point. So I know a lot of people are upset about colonizers and like they're blaming like current um, I guess descendants of that. But the, I think the people to blame is the British. You're blaming the British. They, the British were the bad guys of like the what 14th century, 18th century. I don't know when that took place. So they were they were the modern day Germans. Okay, because the Germans caused both world wars, and then the British owned everything for a long time, like the entire Middle East, Africa. The whole India and Pakistan conflict was because of them. They sucked for a really long time. I think they've been apologizing for that for like a hundred years now. So not long enough. Their queen is still alive. Anyways, <laughs> I also watched RRR the other day, the greatest Bollywood film of all time. It's fantastic. I've heard that ten out epic. of ten, and I'm pretty sure that film is historically accurate. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> if you're telling me that a very you know, muscular, hairy man can't lift up a motorcycle and defy physics. You're you're wrong. There's no way that that would lie. Uh, and if that's wrong, then Jake doesn't want to be right. Exactly. Anyways, so Jake, no está correcto. Got the international version for you. You guys have to watch <laughs> RRR. I'm telling you, this movie is the first movie that India in like 50 years is being nominated for an Oscar. Really? Yeah. It's no that way. good. It's so oh, good. Wow. It's so good. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, that's that's on my radar now. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, something so, else that should be on your radar. This is the, the so this will be our main topic too. Yeah, it's uh, huge for sure because it's big news. I know. Um, originally, we were going to talk about our shirtless bear fighter movie casting, but then I thought about it, and this is huge news, especially for every us. Every character should be played by Patrick Warburton. Hey, you know what you could do. You can make your own shirtless bear fighter now. Oh, yeah. Why, Matt? Why? Uh, so, <clears throat> uh, the D&D, there's a thing called D&D 1 that has just been released, and basically it's playtest materials for whatever the next edition of D&D is. Um, they're saying it's going to be backwards compatible, so basically you can just add it into your already existing games and worlds. So they're, not, they're making it so that you can pretty much just <clears throat> transfer some stuff over pretty easily. Um, so so they're basically doing what Fallout 76 and the Avengers game were, but not making you pay $70 for it. Ideally, yes. It, nice. Better. So so here's the thing, right? So you have like first, second, third, fourth, and fifth edition, right? And um, so but essentially... Like I, I make jokes, but like that yeah, seriously right. sounds really cool. No, it is. No, cool. it is. Oh. And so like everyone was like, oh, what's sixth edition going to look like? What? Because fifth edition is essentially, I would say, is just like the perfect cell version of um of what it is right yeah well so like, i don't know if you guys are dragon ball z fans like do you remember i was, the, I was just about to ask is that a dragon ball reference yeah so basically yes, the story I, arc is like cells like absorbing well, all these so, things um and so everyone was asking was six editions came out and then dnd is like we don't need editions anymore like we've hit the peak in perfection of dnd but now how do we take this game and make it better with what we have right well, so like the so fifth edition of D and D, which is the current one, the one that people have been playing for ten years, 
because it's 10 years old. It, you know, they've been playing that. It's 10 years old now. Um, and they are really looking to what they're going to do in the future. And it looks like what they're doing is uh, a lot of just adapting, basically. So you can definitely adapt your characters over easily. Um, they have put out just now uh, a f some of the playtest material. Basically, they've, done, they've always put out playtest material that you can use. They're doing this more officially now to where you can... Um, where you can go to D and D Beyond right now, and you can put out this. I we'll look in a second. Uh, where they um, where they just put out this playtest material that um, first it starts with like custom origins, and they kind of did that a little bit with one of the later books. But this is like instead of having a half elf, a half orc, or half of anything, you can be half of anything that exists essentially. So you can have half Goliaths, you can have half Tiefling, Tiefling, you can have half fairies, like you can have half, wow. of, yeah. So or you can be half fairy and half orc. So you can change your origin. Man, and if, I'm trying to think how. Yeah, how basically that would work. they basically they what? took you know that <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of parents with a lot of explaining to do. They, they took that part at the beginning of like like most RPG games where you customize your character. They took that and added tons more options. So well, like, I, I, I want to make a half orc, half fairy named Torkerbull. You can, you could, <laughs> like, you could. and that's the crazy thing is, so like, before you'd have to figure out some homebrew mechanical way of doing that, right? Which a lot of DMs or newer DMs won't touch that stuff at all. Like, I'm going to be DMing for the first time, and if someone like you came up to me and said you had a homebrew character like that, I'd be like, no. Because I have no effing idea how to, like, navigate that. Well, and a with lot these... of times with stuff like that, it breaks the game, too. Yeah. Like, but they've kind of, they're kind of working. Like, it's still in playtest, so it's not fully there yet, but it's getting close. And uh, it's getting to a point where you can, you can almost do kind of anything with the custom origin and stuff. They are bringing in some other rules. They're testing them, and I'm not thrilled about them. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about more of the character thing. So yeah, for sure. I'm I'm super excited about it. So, yeah, that's the first the first chunk they yeah, put out. I'm in in the world of D and D. I'm still like very much. It, it's crazy because like Matt and I own a company that literally like we make dice. We, we make dice. We have miniatures. Um, you know, but like I'm still like a newborn in this world of D and D. Right? Like I'm still uh learning a whole lot and there's some dms that have like the knowledge from first to fifth edition and like they say all this stuff like this guy told like there's this guy i watch and he was just like figured out how you could like make cow meteors fall from the sky and like kill oh. a monster in one hit by summoning funny. meteor cows or meat tea or cows <laughs> um that guy's fun but yeah some of, the, some of the shenanigans are rules is written right right <laughs> but um so you have all this content and this stuff that can be overwhelming. And what I really love about D and D one and this character stuff is it kind of, I don't want to say waters down, but really simplifies the understanding of these mechanics to, uh, be more new players friendly. Yeah. And I, and I know D and D one's a huge part of their thing is to create source material and things for the newer players. Cause as, as a newer player, even currently with fifth edition or whatever edition you're using, um, you potentially you could just pick up any book and start DMing right away. You know, um, it's possible, but you're going to have a lot of anxiety with it, right? Of like, how does this work? What do I do? Do I do all this stuff? 
And the really cool thing with D&D 1 is it's going to allow you to kind of really pull back all that anxiety and just have the source materials to just have fun. And the focus is of the fun of the game. And so in 2024, they're going to re-release the player's guide, the monster they're manual, and the DMs. They're making, yeah, they're making new a new player's handbook, a new monster manual, and, and a, a new, new DM guide. Um, yeah, the uh, Dungeon Master's guide. Yeah. Um, um, basically, they're just updating what exists already. Yeah, right? and they're making it backwards compatible for all the old <clears throat> stuff, too, that people loved and they don't really miss. And so They're basically taking a look as D&D as a whole from first to fifth and being like, cool. Let's bring everything backwards compatible and allow it to just kind of be uh, very fluid as right. a game. And my favorite part of this, before we get to the negative part, because oh, yeah, I sure. agree with you, uh, I want to rant with you on that as well, because sure. I'm a new player. Sure. And to me, like, we've had crazy moments. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Um, but what I really, so I love D&D Beyond. I think it's so cool. It was a app made by Independence and then was bought by Wizards of the Coast. And... The moment that they bought it, I knew that there's going to be a whole crazy bunch of aspects for it. Um, not only is it going to be a complete digital platform for DMs to create everything from encounters to storylines, notes, and all that stuff. It, it is already kind of like that, but very basic and generic. But they're going to like up it to the next level of like full digital of just like this is what the character sheets, these are well, the interactions, like little maps, towns, everything. They're definitely overhauling the yeah, website. And they're, they're taking stuff out of beta moving it over giving it steroids because right now stuff like already that's come out of beta or stuff that's updated is already awesome yeah it's cool Um, and so it could be even cooler so the cool thing is too is is like so for those of you let's say let's say we're gonna play a game right and let's say um for whatever reason um matt's in hawaii i'm in some russian prison and you're at home (laughs) and I have a laptop still <laughs> right. in Russia because, you know, I'm American. I get the bougie cells. Um, we are jailers, but not monsters. Yeah. You may be in dungeons, but we have no dragons. You bring the dragons. We, we have Wi-Fi. We're not. Yeah. Besides, evil. if you go on Twitter, you punish yourself. It worked out for us. It's, it's just as well. Right, right. So anyways, the cool thing is, is so it creates a digital dungeon or tabletop, right? And most likely for now, this will be only for like um, pre-written campaigns. So maybe from like uh, the Feywild or Forgotten oh, Realms. With the stuff you can drop in. Yeah. No. 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 Can you do like made-up stuff too? So you can. So they're basically giving you a tool set. Oh, so you could build your own map. Yeah, they're probably gonna have the maps pre-built, so you can like when you buy the adventure, you already have the map. But you can build your own maps. Oh yeah. Okay. Gonna... So for my for what I what I took from it was like for example, what's the expansion that I got with the uh, with the with the uh, oh displacer beast? That's the uh, robot vacuum for the Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm glad they're upping the uh, the cleanliness standards. Right. Right. In the restaurant. Um. So really good on you, Denny's. What's the what's the the expansion that I got for the candlelight? Or wild. yeah, the, not the candlelight keep. The one that came out after that has the displacer cover. Wild beyond the witchlight. Beyond the witchlight, yes. Yes. So for my what I t- took is like so like let's say you have beyond the witchlight and you picked like a campaign from there, it would upload like the map or whatever for that. Yeah, yeah. And so um, you can basically some of these you do have to like buy a second time. Right. Usually they're on sale though. Um, Which I'm assuming soon you'll be able to like 
provide like a USB-C code, a proof of purchase. Well, that or you'll at least get a discount. Yeah. You um, know. Um, and there is still like still a lot of people that love the physical books. I like the digital ones because I'm not going to read the physical books because most of the time when I have time to like look the stuff up, I'm at work. I got my phone. I got 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I really enjoy it. Um, I like the stuff there. I like that they're trying stuff out. I like that they're doing it this way as well. Because apparently this is a similar, this is similar to the way they did it when they switched from fourth to fifth edition. And there's a lot of people that like certain editions, certain right. rules. The greatest thing about this, the thing to remember at the end of the day, if you're the DM, you could make what you can use whatever rules you want. Yeah. So you I, don't have to use all the rules. It's okay. And I think, it, I think it makes homebrewing a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, but with this mechanic, like I said, my favorite thing is, is like miniatures are like, it's basically a digital board. So like you could see digitally, like, Oh yeah. A whole thing. So like, if you want like visual props and stuff like that, and let's like prop making is expensive. Yeah. Digital has like digital boards are cheaper. Yeah. By and far. there's a lot of digital boards out there that you can buy and subscribe, but those are like, they could be anywhere from like 50 to $200, you know, like for a year for right. a subscription. And they're very limited, you know, um, and they can't really use a lot of D and D like canon content because copyright anyways, it's just a really cool aspect. Cause it now gives you a visual thing in addition to like what you already have on the table, um, to enhance the game that you're playing with storytelling elements, you know, as well as like combats and stuff like that too. Cause I saw like the, the yeah, thing when you're building encounters, you can like literally build the encounter board. Yeah. It's, so you, it's don't, just, you can, you can not only put whatever monsters you want, cause right now that's what you can do. But then you could add the board and like you can place them where you want. Yeah. Them. So nice. really, instead of focusing on a whole lot of prep time and anxiety, it's made it easier for DMs and you spend more time playing the game and less about like the non-semantical out of the game logistics, really. And it makes it new player friendly, too. So like when before I started getting into it, my huge thing was logistics. That was an anxiety that I had. I was just like, dude, there's a lot of rules. I don't know what the F is going on. Like there's all this stuff and it really took Matt to kind of teach me how to like get past that. Cause it's like on paper, it looks like it's a lot, but in reality, it's like, no, it's not too bad. In real, in reality, it's not, it's really not too bad. It's, it's, a and again, it's it, there, you know, when people are running games, it's their style. Yeah. So speaking of that, there is a, some, there's a thing that people have been using this. Uh, and now this is actually technically some of this is homebrew stuff that people have just been accepting. And so it's just been accepted by the community. So there's a new playtest thing they have out um, talking about a different different uses of the natural twenty. Natural twenty, oh. uh, the staple of D and D gaming, honestly. Um, but they're kind of they're improving it in ways, and they're Ugh. not improving it in other ways. So I don't know. There's a couple changes, um, and I'll kind of go over the specific ones. There are other changes too. Go um, go with the one that we're wandering around about last, because yeah. So first change is, uh, regardless of your whatever skill you have in something, if you roll a natural twenty outside of combat, so in a social social situation, that succeeds automatically. Right. Again. Oh, okay. uh, so for that, so that was always that was never a rule. That was a rule that a lot of people played as a homebrew type rule. It was like a house rule that was accepted everywhere. Yeah. Um. So for example. Like, uh, like Jake could like stroll up to a queen w- with his face tat and just like seduce her. 
Well, kind of. So here's here's a here's a perfect <laughs> example. So we were in a game, and yeah. we had to get to this bridge, right? And we clearly don't look like a circus. And we have this rule, like we have this saying in our campaign that says, uh, "Dumb stuff gets gets it done. Dumb stuff works." I don't know why the dumber the idea. For some reason, we always roll really, really well. Like the stupider the idea, the better. I once wrote a minotaur like a Led Zeppelin while shooting off its back while it was flying to save Matt. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, it worked. It shouldn't have. Anyways, so we go up to this gate, and these guards are like acting super sketchy, and we're like, "I'm a rogue, so like my persuasion's good, but common sense says this, we are clearly not a circus." Uh, I go, "We're a circus," and then Sam's character is wearing a horse mask clearly not a horse and it's a bad mask matt's character is doing i don't know what you were doing i can't remember i think i was like pretending to i think i had an umbrella as a weapon oh, yeah uh, uh oh because the the pie lady grandma yeah so basically we had a thing where we could easily be discovered yeah but we, we were, were in a circus but when, it, when we so our dm logan he made us roll we all rolled natural 20s so he could have vetoed it and been like, well, whatever, whatever. Um, but because we all rolled natural 20s, he was just like, you convinced them you're a circus. Now, we had one player who decided to uh, not follow the team plan and go along that we were the circus, tried to like MC character himself. We won't mention that too much and kind of blew our disguise. But essentially, we convinced these things that should have killed us and been really bad for us that we were a circus because of this natural 20 role. So the thing is, that's pretty awesome. The way, and everybody plays them a little different, right? So the way I play it, the way I think about it is a natural 20 can bend reality, right? But it can't break it. So like if I roll a oh, natural so, 20, so Jake's not getting so, lucky with that. So, it, so if I'm like rolling a natural uh, 20 to be some sky like, hags, definitely. So if I'm rolling a natural 20 <laughs> for like friendship with you, you're not going to just do whatever I say. You just regard me as a nice friend. <laughs> yeah so um a natural at 20 would be like classic bollywood you know like with the guy like the like you know how in bollywood films like the heroes always break physics a natural 20 would kind of be like that where like um you curve the bullet yeah you know you this, you're, like, you're like you're hey nice. i want to shoot this minotaur right between the butt cheeks but you have to curve the arrow and you're like in front of him <laughs> yeah yeah and you roll a 20 and a gust of wind shows up and Tears your arrow and guides it right between the miniature's cheeks. Yeah. Natural 20. You know? That sort of thing. Now, well, a, yeah. A nat one. Or you like, shoot yourself or, in the butt. Or like or, well, ricochets this off is, all so, the walls and so the specifically and though, the floor and then boom, hold on, right though. up the butt. Hold on, though, because that's getting a little bit into combat. And specifically, this is about non-combat. Okay, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah, this yeah. Is like, so, continue. so this is like if you were going to a shop and you're like, hey, can I get a discount? And you roll. And you go, oh, that's a 20. You know, he likes the cut of your jib. He really, you know, he sees the panache, really likes it. Really likes, really likes your hair. Thinks you're hot. Like he's, he sees Jake's face tat. His mother had a face tat. Like, yeah. This guy can't be all that bad. This guy can't be all it, that bad. Ex exactly. You know, um, something that kind of like, like I said, it bends reality, not breaks it, but it definitely pushes on it a little. Yeah. Like it's, and it's something to celebrate. Like there's been situations where, people should have died um you know or like the circus one or like when sam and i decided to do the led zeppelins which we called the move um 
of the flying or minotaur. To, like, or you're trying to heal somebody, or you know. Yeah, it's like there, there's there's just a lot of stuff where the the natural twenty is a very rare and precious thing. It's like if you were walking down a street and a hundred dollar bill was just right there, no one's around. Clearly, doesn't belong into one, you know. And you pick it up, and there's actually another hundred behind it. That's the feeling of getting a natural twenty. It's something to celebrate. There's right, been right. so many times that we've had in our campaigns and multiple campaigns oh, yeah. where we're in a tight spot. Someone gets in that 20 and like, we all just like get off the table, like super bowl. Like, yeah, you know, someone gets Gatorade poured <laughs> on them. We don't know where the Gatorade came from, but somehow it manifested itself kind of moments. It's the power of the 20 is the power of the 20, you know, unless you're Sam, then all your dice are just cursed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the other change, some of the things, so I agree with that um, because basically they're making that official. Yeah. But it's funny because it's like you don't need to. Sometimes it's more of a house rule that just everybody uses. It was already official without them. It's like legal now. Unofficially. It's official. like it's it's on yeah. paper. It's on paper now. It's like you're married, but like you, you like you had the ceremony. So you're li- married, but you like did the license to make it legal. So one of the changes, the other thing is when you're in combat, when you attack and you get a natural 20. As rules is written now, you get to double the amount, the, the dice amount that you roll. In older editions, you could also double the amount of dice that you roll or double the damage. I kind of let people choose because it's, you know, six of a, six of one, half dozen of the other. It's really, it ends up being about the same numbers. Um, but they, so what they want to do is make that so only the weapon attack does it. So if you're playing a rogue, right? You stab somebody and you have a sneak attack. You get your knife damage, but also you get sneak attack damage because you stabbed them really good. Like you just took the right opportunity. You stabbed them when they weren't paying attention. It's a critical hit. It's a critical hit. And it's yeah. supposed to be, so like you get a critical hit, you're supposed to double the dice. In the old system or the system that we play in now, say you get six dice, you have 12 dice now. Oh, dang. Because it's big. It's a natural 20. Damage. They're taking that extra, the six extra away, and only doubling the weapon, which I don't like. I fundamentally disagree with. That. I I hate it too because, like I said, if here here it's, they do it for spells as well, where spells you know if you hit somebody with a spell, you don't do double damage, which you should because it's a natural twenty. That's that's the coolness of it. Is it's crazy and it's big. It's explosive. So yeah. and 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 I agree with you. I hate that too because, like I said. There, there are moments in D&D, we'll say, for example, my character Haas Tombstone, he's a Shardikai, um ranger. He's very much like a Doc Holliday-esque type character. I could have made him a gunslinger, but I wanted to keep like more of the fantasy end, so he uses a crossbone said. You know, very outlaw-esque with a uh, displacer beast um, familiar. familiar. And I, I think he's kind of becoming a legacy character in the group, like Haas yeah, for Sam. Yeah. Um and so for for my character, you know, with Hunter's Mark and stuff like that, and like, I guess my favorite spell that for him is Chain Lightning because it does a lot of damage. If I were to do a 20, instead of being able to double up all that damage on a very powerful spell already as it is, it kind of takes away the... Uh, it's deflating a little bit. It, it, be- it, 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 t- it takes away that like proud moment Should- of just like, let's say I do a cold shot, right? And like, I see this bad guy, we'll say he's a beholder, Right. And he's almost down, and I do a called shot to shoot him right in the middle of the eye. And I roll a natural twenty, 
And instead of getting this double damage to like totally demolish and decimate this guy, which <laughs> here's the thing. If I'm a shard of Kai and I pull out and do like a cool like, you know, gunslinger like quick shot on this beholder in the middle of the eye, which should kill him. It should be my hero's moment. It, that gets taken away when I roll that 20. Well, you do have to think yeah. of it from both perspectives, though. No. Because on, on the other hand, you also can't have your character decimated in one turn. No, right, right. Because that's possible at some that, And that's why, that's why I said a beholder, right? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, that, like if, so, but if that beholder gets a double and his most powerful thing hits you, you might just lose a character. You might not have any, there might not be a save. But I think that's the beautiful thing about D&D, though, is, like, it could happen on both ends. Right. Right, right. like. And I, I agree with that. The, the thrill of it is, like, so for the first time ever, I, I had the risk of losing Haas Tombstone. I almost died. Like it was the closest time I've, I'm the only, I think I'm the only person in the, in the, um, in our party that hasn't had a character die yet. So I haven't felt the anguish and the emotional trauma of having a character die. Thank God. And like, I do not yes. want Haas to die. Yes. At all. I think I've he's been trying. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I'm DMing. Dude, I've my slad daddy almost killed me. Like it was bad. Oh, dang. Um, but so like it's, it's, it's one of the, I think my character is the only original character left in the campaign. No, just, uh, Dave too. Dave's kid. Oh yeah. Dave's guys. Well, your guy's been going a little longer than Dave's, but Dave's yeah, guys have been there. So, um, but so like, but that's, that's a great thing about that mechanic is it works both ways, you know, and it makes the stakes really high, you know? And I think like no one wants their character to die. But there's a we we talked about this a little bit about like the emotion and like the storytelling element and like I guess like the role playing and how it could be healthy for you, but not to get into the whole therapeutic side of it, but I think like the the part of the adventure is the risk of death, yeah. right that oh, near yeah. death experience per se, and so as yeah, much as i don't I don't play a lot of d and d but I have been playing the fire emblem games for a long time, and that's one of the best aspects of like throughout the story like if somebody dies on one of the battles they they don't come back right and that's what's that's what's great so it's just like unless it's like the main character as much as i could be like that total ba hero that shoots a like a lightning arrow in the middle of the beholder's eye and blows into smithereens he could literally just mind erase me and pop my head like a zit like from some scene of the boys Uh just as much you know and end up having to have a funeral the next session you know, yeah. and I think getting rid of that, me- getting rid of that mechanic kind of, it takes away both that anxiety and that excitement of getting that. Cause like I said, the natural 20 is something to be feared completely or yeah. to celebrate. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it's, it seems like a move in favor of accessibility, I suppose for like, you know, like for like newcomers, it, it might be very frustrating to like be, you know, completely winning a battle and then the DM rolls a, a nat 20 on one of the enemy's attacks and your character's gone. And like, yeah, and I, come back after. I understand the, I understand that, but also at the same time, like, I like that idea of like this thing can change instantly. Yeah, it and, can, and that, it can and that's go. That's why, that's why you just make a new character. And yeah, right, right. Um, and who knows? You might yeah. end up liking this new right. character. So than you said you said they're test playing that. That right one's now. A, that one's in uh, Unearth Arcana, so it's not uh, official. Right. It's when they're looking at. Yeah. And I 
like I said, I don't like that change. I but. don't think it's going to stick, honestly. And not only that, I think. Well, I think even if it does stick officially, like. I don't think like, I don't think players are going to recognize it. Well, people like me are going to do the same thing. Or yeah. I'm just not going to play that way. Like, I, I like natural 20s I being think, crazy. That's cool. I think the only people that will stick to it are the gatekeeping. Like, they have to stick to every rule and they, they don't do any homebrew stuff well, ever kind of guys. And that's fine. If you want to play with that, that's no, fine. If that's how you play, it's how you play. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, like, generally, like, for our party, I don't think we'll recognize that law. We'll be like, cool, that's a mechanic. But... The D20 system we have works. Like, and I think, we're going to stick with it. And I think, it, 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 like, even if they change it officially, what they're going to do is what they do. If you look this, through some of the books, what they do now is they put a little little footnote. It says optional rule. Yeah. And, and they so, put that all the time. Like, they do that for, like, rules for, like, hunger and stuff. Cause yeah. Sometimes you're playing a game that's more about survival. In my, or like, encumbrance. Like, some people care a lot about encumbrance or money. Yeah. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm a prop DM. Like I've been printing up money for us to use in the campaign, like physical money. So like, that'll be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, but like for a lot of stuff for like encumbrance rules, like it, it gets a little ridiculous when you're like, okay, yeah, but I can also break reality. And you're saying that I can't carry a single ounce more. Yeah. yeah and like, like these, these are like people who are literally fighting dragons well the thing about it is and like you're, you're telling me they're they're heavy backpacks right it's too heavy it's making them too not they they now can run 10 less feet right per se, per six so seconds. so i i think is, is as much as like we're like cool that like we we have to remember as players is just because they're making it official doesn't make it like a actual law like people are some people are treating it as in like okay for example if the united states were to pass a law that in the summer your socks had to be a certain length or you'd be ticketed for public indecency. That's something to get upset about because that's ridiculous. People are treating it as if, like, it's a legitimate law. Unless they are only arresting people who are wearing socks with sandals. Well, I, I, I do so, that. But, <laughs> but, but, that's, but that's how essentially they they're taking it. They're, they're, uh, Jake's they're, been out. He should have been in a camp. They're, uh, <laughs> they're treating it like a law, right? Like... I'm for, not saying they should reopen Auschwitz. Yeah, they're they're treating it as like, oh, like <laughs> you made a left turn and uh you didn't you didn't yield at the sign, you know, like you didn't have the right of way. And it's like, dude, it's not like that at all. Like it's at the end, like home brewing's a thing for a reason. And if it doesn't well, work for you or your party, fine. And if your DM is using that mechanic and wants to follow that rule, that's fine. You could take a break. Like the whole point of D D one is to take out some of the stress and keep the game fun. Like they like this. is Okay. I mean, the whole point of the game in general. Is yeah. Since the fun. game has came out, we've had more players playing D and D than ever before. And we are, people are playing it in like getting into it in droves, like yeah. literal droves. I've had so. multiple friends from church and like in the rev hardcore community. That's like, dude, you play D and D. How do I get into it? And I'm like, bro, I'm not the man to ask, but this is what I did, you know? And it's, it's becoming like a, couple like every couple of months occurrence and it's, it's like becoming mainstream yeah yeah Almost. and it's like so, it's yeah it's it, it's supposed to make the game fun and not stress us out <laughs> like before we i i, I would argue D is already pretty mainstream yeah it no it's, it's there it's very popular it's there now um and, and it deserves to be it probably wasn't there five years ago um it's uh, just not that it's, so, not, it's not how they portrayed you know, it in 2020 did a lot things. of bad things but as far as like D and D, did some good things. Yeah, I, a lot I, of I would say probably like when when Critical Role 
when came the, on the scene, that's when well, it like that's really what it's propelled. That's, they, yeah, they started pushing it up, but like, I think other, the pandemic changed it for the game too. Yeah. I think that the pandemic too. people got desperate for some sort of interaction, and that guy who would bully the kid, the kid who played D and D and shove him in a locker now is probably like yeah, spending so. thousands of dollars on a DM like basement, you know, and spent thousands of dollars in like now's the ultimate dm which is and and also probably stranger things helped yeah oh yeah definitely i'll have to i want to throw my opinion in here because i think you know talking through this a lot of times you know there's people get mad about certain mechanics this thing this and that at the end of the day D &D is in my matt's grand D theory uh D is a role-playing game the numbers the systems the everything else it's there to rein it in a little bit to give you some limiters but it's a role-playing game, so yeah. you should have fun. It's there to help yes. you organize. So like they're, they're, they're guardrails to keep to you on the road. have fun and to express yourself in creative ways. Yeah, and, you know, the story can change, and that, the, that little bit of uncertainty, that's what makes it fun. Yeah, I, for me. I agree. Like, the, the rules are to be, like, guardrails to keep you on the road, so that way you can keep the game fun. Yeah, because you could, like, if you want to, you don't have to use any mechanics. Yeah. You can just describe Very like true. there are you know there are people that play without with miniatures without miniatures, there are people that play and they just talk to each other. Yeah, I kn I know a perfect example of that was the one shot we did with Brian. Like he had this whole adventure, and uh, and we were supposed to fight this bit bad, and we just decided to go get drunk instead. <laughs> like we straight up like evil demon and his pet snake are like showed up and we're like we put them to sleep. And we're like, let's go to the bar. And we just run to the bar. We napped him. Like, yeah. He's high level napping skills. And, and the DM was just like, I have this huge thing planned, but you guys just went and got drunk instead. And it turns out that Matt's. And so he had to retcon it a little bit and improvise and be like, oh, yeah, Matt's uh, weapon put a hit on you guys. And that's why the demon showed up. <laughs> nice. So, like, he, he had this encounter, but we decided to get drunk. Instead, you know, we were like, well, no, we're, like we're, 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 we're not adventuring today. Uh, we're just going to go back to the bar. Well, no, no, we had this big encounter and we're like, uh, no, try to put it to sleep and it worked. <laughs> and so now this big monster is asleep. And we're like, cool, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it turns out the easiest part was the thing that took us the longest. Um, but <laughs> that's the that's the thing about my last input. The thing about D&D &D is and that's the best DM advice Matt gave me is as much as it's uncertain for the players, it is for you because I can set up this whole campaign and game day comes down. I have all the notes and everything set up and like all the props and they decide to go crash a wedding instead. And then, you know, Matt's character falls in love with the bride and the whole campaign goes out the window and everyone dies, but that's what the campaign becomes. Like we've retconned, Oh, well, another one shot where we made it WrestleMania when it was supposed to be Smash Bros. Yeah. Oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now, just for just for a nice antidote, for the current campaign that we're playing, that was supposed to be a... So the cave thing that we started at? Yeah, was yeah. It was supposed to be a side mission. It was when you were out. It was supposed to be a side mission. And then we walked through the effing door? And then you guys walked through the door, and I had to, I had to change everything. Literally, I had a plan... And I just had some touch points, and I had an idea of where I thought it was going to go. It did not go that way. So I had to basically move everything and shove it over here. 
dude, you had the mind flare behind the door, so of course we're going to investigate where like the mind flare was lighting us on fire from the other side. I was just going to make that. So I thought somebody was going to go in there the first time, and I was just going to make that just a, a little laboratory, and that was going to be it. That was all it was supposed to ever be. <laughs> oh, man. And it's just changed entirely. And so I'm like, okay, I had some other plans that I'm repurposing and refitting. Basically, it's like a Lego set that I have now taken all the pieces. And I've taken the Millennium Falcon, and now I have Superman. And I don't know what's going <laughs> on. <laughs> but uh, I think that's the beautiful thing about this. And that's what I think I'm really excited about this D&D 1, as they call it because um gives you more options like i said it, it really does honestly and that's why that's one of the things like i one of the reasons that i bought all the books i bought all the books on dnd beyond it at one point or at least all the source nice. books nice because i realized that at a certain point i realized that i was only like three away i was like they're having a sale right now and i'm only like three away and you could share them with the the party that you're involved so with so it, so yeah if you're a player and you're on dnd beyond you can share all the content so Jake's in my game. He has access to everything I had access to. So if I do the custom Very origins, cool. now he has all the custom origins. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like, that's what makes it really excited for D&D 1 is not only because of all the extra accessories in-game, you know, I mean, physical and digital, um, the character mechanics, I think the creativity and the amount of being of storytelling for both player and DM is just been blown wide open like it's darn near limitless of like what you can do right because before like i said you could do a minotaur elf half breed yeah, and that, that would be that would have been a homebrew thing and a lot of care people would be like to make eh. it yourself yeah you have to make it yourself but now they've kind of made it a lot easier because i did i did a a barbarian once that had to been homebrew right like they didn't have they had didn't they had a they have stat blocks for a bear person but he was considered a monster and not a playable race so we had to homebrew it now paddington you know the barbarian is could be an actual thing you know without having to do homebrew and so it, it opens up a lot it also opens up a lot for like if you're more serious or if you're more ridiculous those get blurred True. wide open yeah it so. just it it allows they, they've, they've they've added more lanes to the guardrail, right? And you're, instead of going one direction, you can go multiple directions. Um, and they've also it's it just it allows it to make it more. It, it's d it it takes a lot of the weight off the DM, and then you know it makes it more customizable for tenured players and a lot gives them more options. But it's also user friendly for newer players, you know, young or old, or you know just wherever you're at in the game, you know, so now you can go in completely blind. And when these new source materials come out, you can look at it and have it make absolute sense. Instead of being like, Oh man, there's all these numbers. Like there's manual array, there's point by there's roll. Like they're really going to simplify how this breaks down and kind of yeah. uh, spell it out in crayon for you. Cause like, for me, that was the huge part of my stress was like, how the F do I build a character and know what the hell I'm doing? Yeah. Well, you know? with it, yeah, and with it, like, honestly, if you're trying to get into D&D, if you're listening to this, trying to get into D&D, uh, I would highly suggest just finding somebody that you know, letting them, letting, giving them, you know, letting them guide you for the first one, and then after that, you just do it yourself. Actually, we'll do you one better. If you want, if you're listening to this and you are getting into D&D, go on to Instagram or Facebook, message Displacer Dice Club, 
and Matt and I will message you instantly and we'll help you figure that out. Yeah, I can help you out that a little bit. Yeah. Um, Cause eventually we are going to build a D and D starter kit. Yeah. We're trying to get, build some stuff to like for people that want miniatures and dice. Miniatures going to earn everybody's thing, but you know, especially if you're doing digital, like especially if you're online. So if, if we message you at three in the morning, you'll respond instantly. Probably like more in the afternoon, but I will eventually message you. I'll interest you. Oh, okay. I will probably message you on my next break. Yeah. Cause I work during the day. Um, there we go. That's more, realistic. but that's, that's the thing. Like <laughs> I, I, I think, like I said, we, we really want, I really want to do the shirtless bear fighter movie casting, but when this news came out and watching all this stuff, I was like, man, we, we have to talk about this. This is, I mean, there's Huge. always next week. And there then is. not only that, too, like with these changes, it did also affect Magic the Gathering. Apparently, this hero Planeswalker is now evil. I don't know anything about that, um, but we could probably oh, yeah. talk about that next so week in next can, week's news. So, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, they're kind of tying those together a little bit. So same the world, different game. Kind of. Yeah. Story wise. But uh, and that's another thing, too, is this like we're going to get more stories with like the Forgotten Realms and spell jammer yeah in the astral plane and so like in space so not only are we going to get like in fantasy space in yeah, can- that's pretty sick. in canon stories right um because the the storytelling of the in the world of dnd is limitless right multiple realms universes multiverse whatever whatever there are stuff that is loosely canon like dritz and his panther and the forgotten realms like there are some stories and like events that are like yeah this happened with this character because the novel's but we're going to get more of that now because of D and D one. Um, well, and I think, I think like, awesome. you know, they're doing the movie. They're yeah. doing this D and D one thing. They've opened spell jammer again, man. It is yeah the perfect time. If you're like, if you're, you know, a fan of this, it's a perfect time to be a fan. And if you're not, this great. is a perfect time. Here, here's the thing. If you, I'm going to convince you right now, you know, um, if you like Pleasure, treasure planet, remember that Disney movie that was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Okay. Spelljammer is literally that. It's basically that with some wizards yeah. as well. Sick. Super awesome. You could literally make space wizards. So now it's Star Wars. Well, you yeah. just have to create yeah. laser yeah. swords. But no. I mean, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, legitimately. A little bit. A little, <laughs> bit. A little more just, fantasy. But. It just, it's an amazing time to be a D&D fan, you know, and granted, we have to wait till 2024 for a lot of the stuff to release. But knowing how fast D&D works, I could see them probably bringing it out closer towards the end or middle of 2023, honestly. They're going to do 2024 because I think they're going to introduce a lot more playtest stuff. That's true. And they're really trying to get that. They're basically getting community feedback and changing it based on that. Yeah, not just like buy-in, like, you know, uh, what do you say, influencers. Like, they're asking players like us where you can download the PDF, play a game, and then you just write what your feedback is on it. Nice. So like actual like they're so, not just asking critical role and being like, hey, how do you feel about this? They're asking like Joe Schmo. Right. Well, how do you feel about this? Well, the thing is that like a lot of people like. So Matt Mercer is a great person and oh, he's amazing. of all time and I uh, worship at his feet. But also is he your man crush? But also yeah, a little bit. But <laughs> also, you know, he does some rules a little different that I don't do. And he does a lot of stuff that I don't do just because like. Either A, I can't do it because I just don't have that much time, or B, like uh, there's some mechanics where it's like that's a fun mechanic for the show. It doesn't work as well when you're yeah. just playing with people in the living room. Yeah, honestly, we could probably talk about this subject all night long if we're being honest. Um, 
So I think and morning. I, yeah, I want I want to leave this with you guys and challenge you this. Um, they've got a bunch of videos and stuff about this, you know, event that they had on D and D. It's kind of like the iPhone 13 release, but wizard style. Um, watch it, check it out, you know, and play the game a little bit check out the stuff you know it's it's a fantastic game it's a great way to make new friends and just kind of have a day off from being a normal human you know um check it out i think it's fantastic honestly and as you know the news and stuff comes out we will absolutely be covering it 100 percent. well i'll I'll be covering it for sure there's there's no i will i will probably I think we would easily drop we're, some other news so we have a chance to talk. We're about either this. covering it or it's going to be my week every week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Anyway, but uh, anyways, right. guys. So you know, we got dessert to order for the um, for for Denny's. Uh, true, true. Thank true. you for listening. Uh, my name is Jake, aka Bad Mouth. I am Kyle, Lord Pope Deity of the Truth of Evidation. I am Matt, the chaotic evil moon baron and the usurper of the button pusher. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. We'll see you guys next week. Where's that waitress? I want waffle fries.